Canadian law requires citizens to answer a math question when entering sweepstakes. This is Simple Joe for Monday, July 19th, 2021. heard that before and it has something to do with you have to you have to earn something nothing can can be given away uh, you you actually have to earn it and by answering a math question as you enter a sweepstakes you it's it's as if you're working for it. it's something like that it, it, it that's that's a weird <laughs> that's an interesting law isn't it and if my friends from Canada that can uh, maybe expand on that a little bit let me know yeah let me know I'd appreciate hearing from you And hello, my friend. I'm Joe. Welcome to Simple Joe. I am glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we are here together. Today, we're going to hear the weather in Nashville, Tennessee. Notes from one of my favorite books, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McGowan, and a little bit more. Today, we saw a high of 85 degrees here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and a low of 66. Beautiful, sunny day today. Tomorrow, we're going to see a high of 88 and a low of 67. No, a low of, high of 88 and a low of 66, partly sunny tomorrow. Wednesday, we're going to see a high of 86 and a low of 62, partly sunny. So some beautiful days coming up. Look, Really looking forward to that. I was going to go to Kings Island tonight. Uh, my wife and I had the plan to do that, but plan, plans changed a little bit. I was at work a little bit late, and she had some stuff to do. So we're going to go tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be a really nice day tomorrow as well. So maybe Tuesday night's a better night to go to Kings Island. Probably less crowded in any event. There's our weather for Cincinnati, Ohio. For my friends in or near Nashville, Tennessee, you saw some rain today. Might be raining right now as we speak here at 9.24 p.m. Saw a high of 84 today and a low of 69. Tomorrow it's going to be sunny, high of 88 and a low of 67. And Wednesday, same, same weather, high of 91 and a low of 70. Partly sunny. Nashville's one of my favorite places. I used to, um, not used to, I still will when, when they have the event. I don't think they had it for, because of COVID last year. I used to go down to an event every year uh, in Nashville called Craft Content Nashville. In fact, that's where I met my pal, David Hooper. Uh, I think I can call David Hooper a pal. We've inter- interacted on several occasions. Ate some, ate some lunch together down there in, in Nashville at the event. But yeah, David Hooper is actually the inspiration for this show. He does a he does a couple podcasts, Red Podcast for Entrepreneurs. He does one called Big Podcast, and he does a little daily show called Big Podcast Daily, where he makes the sausage. It's called the Sausage Factory Formula. And I know my pal Rich Grimshaw does follows uh, is was inspired by David Hooper and his uh, his his Sausage Factory Formula. Because if you want to get better at something, if you want to improve at something, you got to practice and there's no, there's no getting around it. You got to practice. And the best way to practice is to just get on the, for when it comes to podcasting, the best way to practice is just to get on the microphone, put a little plan together and start talking. You'll get better every single day. Some days will be better than others. Some days will be uh, not so good. And, and we know that, but I love this. I love this craft of podcasting. And I love doing it every single day. You know, I love coming here every single day and talking to you. And I was inspired by David Hooper, met David in Nashville, made a lot of friends in Nashville. Comedian pal of mine, Rick Roberts is down there. 
my friends at McCain and Company, Benina Teams, her husband, David, great artist, great author, David. Uh, yeah, got a lot of good pals in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, again, thank you to David Hooper for your inspiration to doing and doing this, uh, this little show, the Simple Joe Show. You're the inspiration for it, and I appreciate you for that. So there you are, Nashville. There's your weather for Nashville, Tennessee. I appreciate you being there, and I appreciate you listening. In 1814, Samuel Colt was born today. He's the inventor of the Colt six-shot revolver. Born in 1814, died in 1862. Lizzie Borden was born today. She was acquitted of the murder of her parents. Lots of myth and lore and legend around Lizzie Borden. She was born today in 1860. Brian May from the uh, band Queen. You know Brian May, right? Guitarist for, for Queen. Born today in 1947. Robert Gibson. Professional wrestler Robert Gibson. If if you guys know professional wrestling, uh, this is Robert Gibson's kind of an old school professional wrestler from back in the eighties. He's one half of the Rock and Roll Express with Ricky Morton. This guy still wrestles. Born in nineteen fifty eight, still wrestles. Him and Ricky Morton are still the Rock and Roll Express. So yeah, good on you, Robert Gibson. Happy birthday. Nineteen seventy one, Russell Allen. Uh, rock vocalist Russell Allen from Trans Siberian Orchestra. I think I've seen Russell a couple times here in Cincinnati when he was with TSO. Love going to see Trans Siberian Orchestra every year. One of the it's maybe the single best show, light show, laser show, pyrotechnics I've ever seen. Great show every single year. Yeah, Russell Allen was born today in 1971. 1976, Benedict Cumberbatch, one of my favorite actors. Benedict Cumberbatch was born in 1976. 12 Years a Slave, Sherlock, uh, Imitation Game, great in Imitation Game. He played Khan in a Star Trek movie. Doctor Strange, I mean, great role in Doctor Strange. He's one of those actors that I will go see a movie if he's in it. I don't need to know anything more about it. If he's in it, I'll probably go see it. I just think he's a fantastic actor, picks good parts and does a really good job. His his Sherlock series is fantastic. Check it out if you get a chance to check out Sherlock with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yep, Benedict Cumberbatch. Happy birthday. Born today in 1976. 80 years ago today, Tom and Jerry first appeared as an animated cartoon by Hanna-Barbera. The first, the first cartoon was called The Midnight Shack. I liked Tom and Jerry. The antics of Tom and Jerry, how Jerry would always outsmart Tom and there's some parts of Tom and Jerry that that wouldn't fly today. There's some, hmm, yeah, just some parts of Tom and Jerry that wouldn't. Let's just leave it at that. No, I don't need to go into details. Just parts of Tom and Jerry that would not fly today. But I, I remember watching Tom and Jerry when I was a kid and loved it, laughed at it. Yeah, got, got, got all kinds of chuckles from Tom and Jerry and those Saturday morning cartoons. Today is National Words with Friends Day. Never played it. Never saw it. I know it's out there. I know it was really, really popular. Maybe still really popular, but never even, I've never even seen the app. Words with friends. Today is National Daiquiri Day. Now I've had a daiquiri or two in my life. Uh, one of those sweet drinks that you don't know you're there till you're there. <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of comes on you hard. National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Yeah. If you're in the doghouse, this is how you get out of the doghouse. One thing. Apologize. Even if you think it's not your fault, you need to get out of that doghouse. The dog needs its house back. Apologize. Just apologize. Step two, apologize again, but do it more sincerely this time. 
That dog needs its house back. It's that old dirty blanket in there. The old, old slobbery toys. You don't want to be in that dog house anymore. The dog needs his dog house back. You need to get back into your house. Apologize. Step one, apologize. Step two, apologize again, but more sincerely. That'll get you out of the doghouse every single time. I just finished the book Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McGowan. And I love this book. I really do. I've read it a couple times. I know uh, at least a couple times all the way through front to back and many other times throughout the year. I'll reference it, look into it, leaf through the pages. Well, leaf through the Kindle as I'm just kind of thinking about it, get some ideas from it. I love this book. It's about the disciplined pursuit of less, just like the subtitle says. And I'm just going to read some notes, some notes that I had here from essentialism, some highlights. Maybe I'll uh, do a riff or give an opinion, but we'll see what happens. Essentialism is not about how to get more things done. It's about how to get the right things done. It's about applying the principles of less but better to how we live our lives now and in the future. I am so tired of productivity. I really am. I'm tired of every year buying the calendar, every year trying to figure out how to get more done, how to squeeze more into the day, how to squeeze uh, more things that don't mean anything into my life just just so I can get it done, just in a pursuit of success or whatever it is. I am so sick of quote unquote productivity. Now we need to be productive. We need to learn how to how to, how to organize our day and structure our day so we can make it as impactful as possible, but not just for the sake of being busy, not for the sake of just getting things done to get things done. I am so sick of that mindset. This is why I grasp onto essentialism. This is why I grasp on, grasp onto minimalism uh, as a, as a lifestyle. I'm not even close to where I want to be with minimalism and essentialism but I'm a work in progress. Like we all are. I want to do less, but better. I want to concentrate on the important things in life. I want to, I want to know how to get the right things done. And I want to know how to identify those right things. And essentialism is a book that can help you do that. It's, it's helped me do that. I I need to read it more and apply the principles more, but it certainly is that essentialism is not about getting more things done. It's about how to get the right things done. Only once you give yourself permission to stop trying to do it all, to stop saying yes to everyone, can you make your highest contribution towards the things that really matter? We need to make peace with the fact that saying no often requires trading popularity for respect. We need to learn to say no more often. I need to learn to say no more often. No to those things that do not make, that don't move me towards those things in life that I, that I want, that I desire, that don't, that don't provide value to me and my family and to the goals that are important to me. What are those goals? How do I identify those goals? I need to make peace with the fact that I'm going to say no to most everything. And that requires trading popularity for respect. What do you, what would you rather be popular or would you have respect? Some people might choose popularity. Those for those folks say yes to everything. You'll be popular and you'll be burned out. And every relationship that you have will be surface. If you're just looking for popularity, if you're looking for respect, say no. 
and communicate why you're saying no. Communicate that you're saying no, not to the person, but you're saying no because you have to say yes to something more important, more, more valuable, uh, more. Yeah, I guess I'll just say more valuable. You'll get respect for that. You'll get respect for that. What is the obstacle that is keeping you back from achieving what really matters to you? Ask yourself that question. What is the obstacle that is keeping you back from achieving what really matters to you? Obstacle or obstacles? Because there are many. And by systematically identifying and removing these constraints, you'll be able to significantly reduce the friction, keeping you from executing what is essential. Let's remove the friction from our life. Not, 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 life is going to be hard. We can't remove some hard things in life, but we can reduce the friction that keeps us from executing what is essential. Remove whatever constraints are in the way. Get them, get them out of your life. What, it, what are those obstacles keeping you back from achieving? And when I say you, I'm really talking to Joe. You know, you, you may be getting something from this, but when I say you, I'm kind of looking in the mirror here, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Replace the idea that it has to be perfect or else with done is better than perfect. This is me. I am a world-class procrastinator. And I found out recently why I'm a world-class pro- procrastinator because I'm a perfectionist. So much get, doesn't get done in my life because I put it off. And the reason I, someone might look and say, how can you be a perfectionist? Some things in your life are an absolute mess. It's far from perfect. Well, that's the idea. Being a perfectionist doesn't mean that everything in your life is perfect. It means you want them to be perfect. It's perfect or else. And many times the or else means nothing. If I can't do it perfectly, or I don't think I can do it perfectly with a perfect process and a perfect result at the perfect time with the perfect person uh, in the perfect circumstance, I won't do it. I won't do it. And that's perfectionism. And that's wrong. That gets nothing done because done is better than perfect. I've always liked it. And I don't know where I heard this from, but, but I always like the saying perfect is the enemy to great done is better than perfect. Finish something, finish it, finish it, improve incrementally improve, but finish it. Done is better than perfect. Remember that if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. When we don't purposefully and deliberately choose where to focus our energies and time, other people, our bosses, our colleagues, our clients, even our families will choose for us. And before long, we'll have lost sight of everything that is meaningful and important. This is something that we have to realize. This is something that I have to realize that my life is going to be prioritized. It's either going to be prioritized by me or by other people. And believe me, their their priorities are not my priorities. What's important to them is not what's important to me. But if I let, if I don't prioritize my life myself, somebody else is going to, I'm going to be pushed in a million different directions. I'm going to be pulled in a million different ways and, and nothing in my life 
that's important to me will be served unless I prioritize my life myself. And that includes my bosses, friends, customers, even my own kids, my own family. They're a big part of my priority. You you know that already, but I need to choose my own priorities and say no to other people's priorities unless it dovetails into mine. And that's not being mean-spirited. It's not being selfish. It's not being self-centered. It's serving the greater good as you define it. It's serving the greater good as you define it. And if we, if we let other people choose our priorities, choose our choices in life and choose life for us, we'll, we will lose sight of everything that's meaningful and important to us. And before we know it, we're just floundering with no idea of who we are or why we are. We have to prioritize our own life. Every choice we make to pursue the essential and eliminate the non-essential builds on itself making that choice more and more habitual until it becomes virtually second nature. With time, that inner core expands outward until it has all but eclipsed the part of us still mired in the non-essential. It does start with those small, tiny decisions. You can't, you can't get rid of all the non-essential things in your life at once. Uh, it's not possible mentally, spiritually, or physically to do it. Uh, but you can make incremental change and small incremental change uh, will build on itself. And before you know it, the, the essential parts of our life will expand. And as those essential parts of our life expands, uh, it, the, the non-essential is eliminated. And before we know it, our life is not mired in the non-essential. Our life is primarily doing those things that are sent that are essential to us essential to the things that are important to us, the things that uh, have meaning to us. I love this book, Essentialism. These are just a few of notes and a few thoughts that I have on this, on this book. I really invite you to, uh, to pick up Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. It's um, one of my favorite books. And in fact, you know what? Um, yeah. If you send me, if you send me an, uh, an email, Joe at the simple or a text that just says, I want, let's see, just send me a text, whatever. I'm making this too complicated. Just send me a text, say, I want the book and, and maybe I'll, I'll send out a couple Kindle versions of the book. If you have a Kindle. Okay. That would be cool. I'd like to do that. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. But let's go ahead and wrap it up right there. You know, the reason I do this show is because I love talking to you. And I'm not sure this show was terribly coherent. Uh, Just some thoughts on essentialism and the standard stuff. But I still came here and did it. I did it because I love talking to you. And I want to practice becoming a better podcaster. I talked about that earlier. It's modeled after David Hooper's Sausage Factory Formula modeled after the idea, not the podcast, because everybody kind of does this different. And I have, I have my own way of doing it and he has his own way of doing it. But the idea coming to the mic every single day and release the product to practice, hold yourself accountable by releasing the product. And I love talking to you and I love practicing podcasting and I could really use your help in getting better just by giving me your feedback. I love the feedback that I get every week from listeners and I appreciate it so much. 
Email me, joe at thesimplejoe.com, or send me a text at 513-399-6468. I would love to hear from you. Just say hi if you want. A kind critique would be very cool. If you like listening to the show, do me a favor. Share it with your friends on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Use the hashtag SimpleJoeIsMyFriend. I might send a t-shirt out here and there. If you want to get your own t-shirt, you can do that at thesimplejoe.com slash store thesimplejoe.com slash store. All these links and, and email addresses and phone numbers, all that stuff, that'll be in today's show notes. Don't worry about remembering it, writing it down or anything like that. However you're listening to the show, it'll be in today's show notes. Just swipe down, swipe over wherever it is on your podcast app or on the website or whatever it is. And remember, memories are better than stuff. Go make great memories. If, you're, if you have a vacation this year, Make that vacation a memorable vacation. Make great stories from that vacation. Make stories that do stuff that'll give people stories to tell for generations to come. Quirky, funny stories about you and that you did and the, the events that you did and the, the, all the fun stuff you did and the interesting stuff that you did. Make memories because memories are better than stuff. Stuff's going to fade away. Memories will last for generations. Stories will last for generations. So remember... Memories are better than stuff. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I am so grateful for you. I love you, but not in a weird way. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.